Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Today I'm teaching what I call the state of reality. Amen. The state of reality. So one of the things that Christ Jesus did or his teaching is to show us the reality. Because many people, have you not noticed, not all people, but most people, they only come to Christ or God because they were in need. Because they were dying. And many a time when the need is met, they don't need Christ again. But Christ is not there to meet your needs. Because if it wasn't for other purpose, that your need would not necessarily be your need. Christ is there because he's Lord. He's the way to God. We are to worship. We are to have a fellowship with him. We are to represent him and serve his purpose on earth. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. And so because of that, when many people come into Christ, or many people or Christians, they expect or they think they don't need to do anything but see something from God. It's not like that. Yes, God does a lot of things and he's willing to do a lot of things. But no matter what God will do and is willing to do, there will always be a role you will have to play. It will always be dependent on you in your case. You understand? But many Christians don't want to accept that, don't want to receive that. One of the signs to know that is Christians that everything, and I'm not saying everything, they want to relegate it to prayer. It's like, don't advise, like, don't tell me what to do. It's like, you just pray. They want to relegate everything to prayer. It's one of the signs more likely that person has lost the reality of God. Amen. Yes, God will always demand, not demand something from you. God is not, is not interested in British citizens. Because there are people living in uh, Zimbabwe, they are very happy. You want British citizen, and you want God to help you. I'm giving an example for British citizen. So God is going to help you. So there will be a role you will have to play. Do you, do you get the example? God is not interested in marriage. He created marriage for men, isn't it? But you want to marry, you want a particular marriage. Yes, God will help you. But you, you have to do things. There are things you do. There's reality. But many people don't want to do anything. They want to eat their cake and pray that God, where is my cake? Then the cake will appear. Amen. So Jesus taught things and those things were meant to bring us to the reality of the, of the fact. Amen. Remember, he taught in principle, uh, parables. Amen. So today we are going to look at some just to draw our mind to the reality that the thing is real. Amen. You cannot go over speed and expect not to get a parking ticket because you have prayed. No, no, it won't work. You will get it. And because the rule is when you go over that, you get a ticket. Uh huh. Do you get it? But what God might do is maybe you are not aware you are going 
over speed you are not aware so you are not aware it's not like it's your choice then you just prompt you then you realize it then you slow down it, but which is different from you are going do, 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 do you get it uh-huh so that this is this i'm giving an example because many of us is like that is our life amen amen as christians but then when that happens you struggle and you'll be confused in connection to god not because God is confused or is confusing, but because you, you don't want to feel what, face reality. Yeah. Amen. So you see it in the church. People's love for God. People's heart for God. You can see it. Even we men that we are limited, we can see it. But you can see most of those who heart is far from God. You see that they expect more from God. And I laugh. Amen. It's because they've lost reality of God. The reality. It's like, imagine the one who is not learning. Expecting to be the first in the class. It's not possible. No matter how wise, intelligent your IQ is, without studying, you won't pass it. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we are going to look at the reality by Christ Jesus. Amen. So let's open our Bibles our Bibles, to Luke chapter 12, verse 57 to 59. Luke chapter 12, verse 57 to 59. Luke chapter 12, verse 57 to 59. As for my media people there, everything I have to tell them. And if I tell them, they don't even learn from it. Each time I have to repeat it. Hey, it's not easy. Hmm. Amen. Luke chapter 12, verse 57 to 59. Mm -hmm. Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? As you are going with your adversary to the magistrate, try hard to be reconciled on the way, or your adversary may drag you off to the judge, and the judge turn you over to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Amen. 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 Read again, please. Hallelujah. Yeah. Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? As you are going with your adversary to the magistrate, try hard to be reconciled on the way, or your adversary may drag you off to the judge, and the judge turn you over to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Amen. Amen. So this is Jesus who is speaking, and he's speaking to us. So he said to them, he said, listen, I tell you the truth. If your adversary is taking you to what? Court. Try and settle the matter with him to prevent going to court. Other than that, I'm telling you the truth. Your adversary will take you to court. And the magistrate or the judge will sentence you. And when they sentence you, in other words, you will go through the sentence, and you pay every word, penny. Now, from this thing Jesus said, that obviously, the person is guilty. The person is owing. The word adversary is the same as your opponent, who is opposing you. So, adversaries don't necessarily your enemy. Sometimes, you face people who become an adversary, but not enemy. Adversary means that moment, the person is opposing what you are for, what you are going it's opposite what you want. 
you understand so maybe somebody you want a promotion somebody is, is saying no to that promotion that moment that person has become your adversary the person doesn't hate you or nothing please you understand yeah so jesus note he's jesus he know the person can pray but he said in other words when you are wrong and you are in the wrong and it's your fault try to make peace solve it bring a solution don't let it escalate to where judgment will have to be made because the judgment will go against you and whatever the sentence you will have to face it he's advising you do get it the reality in other words it's not up to god because god respects rules god is the just god so you cannot pray that because you pray you're a pastor so even though you are wrong you should be justified no 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 he said your adversary make peace with him and settle the matter you see when you bring this wisdom this reality into our day-to-day life for example marriage there are issues in marriage you don't need to go and pray no 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 you are wrong admit to settle the issue don't ignore it don't spiritualize it you will know you know the issue if you are wrong you know it say no i beg you don't try you your prayer nothing it can even make it escalate. As a pastor, I've seen people in marriages that when trouble happens, now they even begin to despise the partner. When the partner is trying to spiritualize a problem that is not spiritual. Trying to say, let's pray to the devil. Then you become even a put off. Because settle the matter. You were wrong is because of that thing you did. I will repent, show remorse, say I'm sorry, say I was right, didn't know. Settle the matter. Other than when your adversary take you, your opposer take you. So you cannot go and sin and the police has jailed you or the police uh, has fined you. For example, parking tickets. And you say you pray against it. Sister, pay it quickly. Because when you pay within two weeks, it's 60 pounds. After two weeks, it's 120 pounds. You can't get away with that money. If even if spiritual, what prayer will do is will break the power behind it. If that power or that is being used to siphon your money. But the offense there, you have to pay. Except they are wrong. But in, uh, this is Jesus talking when you are in the wrong. Because he said, if he's taking you to court, make peace. Don't let it escalate. Other than when it escalates, whatever the judgment, you will face it. Many lose that reality. You won't pay your council tax. Hey, I don't know if other can't scred in. The maximum reminder the whole year is two. Yeah? They will, they will not remind you more than twice. After that, you receive a court letter. You can't do anything about it. You, you can run five years. You will be there. You change your address. You'll be there. You receive a letter. The more you delay, the more the money go up. Debt collectors come in. They care. Everything comes in. Pray and fast. It won't change it. It, it, it is easier to make peace. 
with your adversary to, to settle the matter before going to the magistrate. Other than that, if the magistrate find you guilty, he said he will throw you till you pay everything. So when you know you are in the wrong, when you know you are at fault, when you know it is from you, your interest should be settled the matter. That's what Jesus is chasing. Don't worry yourself if, no, 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 settle the matter. It is better. Because if you don't settle it according to Jesus, you'll be worse off. Because when you go to the magistrate, you not only pay the thing, you have to pay the person's cost of bringing you lawyer's fee, plus you yourself to your lawyer's fee and things. Plus you have to pay money to what? The court. And look how he said it at the 59. He said, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You won't get out. <laughs> you pray and fast for that, for that. You won't get out. You see, because the background and the backbone of prayer and fasting is righteousness. Righteousness means right standing before God. That is why in the Bible he said, you fast for me, you don't fast for me, you don't pray to me. That's why he, that's why he said, said, because the matters that matter, you've left justice and all those things, and you are rather doing this. Do you get it? So if you are in the wrong, if you are at fault, if you are the blame, just settle it. Believe it. It's easier. It's better. And it, you even learn from that. Yes. Because even if it's humiliating to settle it, once you settle it, if it's painful, once you do that, the pain, the humiliation will teach you because you don't want it to repeat. So more likely you learn from it. And once you learn from it, more likely it will never happen again. Because the moment is coming, you realize, huh. I didn't say it to his Jesus. <laughs> and the beginning, what did he say? Why don't you judge for yourself what is right? No, isn't it what he said? Read just that part. Why don't you judge for yourself the beginning? And he said the story. Why, why don't you judge for yourselves what is what right? What is right? Amen. And he said, I tell you, you will not get out. So in Amen. other words, in every situation, yes. when you have an enemy opponent, why is the person against you? Why is the person opposing you? Why is the person saying you no know to you? Why didn't they give it to you? He said, judge, your, judge first the case. Yeah, for yourself. Why not judge? For, you see, when you judge on it, you know. Yeah, you know that she's not annoyed for anything. She's annoyed because you did this and you said that. And if you are in the wrong, say, go and settle it. You did not just get a ticket. You did not just wake up and you go a ticket. You did not sleep and wake up and they give you a three-point on your license. Isn't it? You did not just get a criminal record. The police have not just come to take you in. Debt collectors are not just following you. What brought the debt? What kind of debt? See, why don't so that's why it looks like it looks like most prayers do not get answered because they are vain prayers, they are useless prayers. By this scripture, God will not even pay attention to it. Yes. Because you are to settle, you are to judge for yourself. <laughs> yeah, the Bible talks about vain prayers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some people, they do wrong, will never go and say, listen, I was wrong. 
I betray you at this. They will leave it expecting. And the thing will escalate, escalate, and go. And they rather will be blaming. Hey, God is a just God. Settle it. Many people, if you should settle the matter, say, I was wrong. I didn't. It settled. Things get. But you leave it. Pa, pa, and you are praying fasting, binding. Nothing will happen. <laughs> because say, why don't you judge for yourself what is right? <laughs> and he said, hey, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Knowing that, so he said what? Reconcile on the way. On the way. Other verses, settle. With your adversary on the way, do not allow things to. Don't. Do you get the message? You see, God is real. And this is by Christ himself. So Christ is what? Real. Praise the Lord Jesus. Give the Lord a clap offering. Let's look at another teaching by Christ Jesus. Luke chapter 14, verse 28 to 33. So me, to say sorry, is not a problem for me. No. If I know I'm wrong. Or even to say you are right. Uh, it's not a problem at all. Because it's easy, more assuring to settle the matter. Yes. One time when we moved here, what happened? I'll have to go and buy something at Argos. Oh, yes. So I parked the van, the car, my car at Argos. Went to pay the thing, and I had to post a letter. It was Friday. I didn't want to demand it, so I rushed to the post office to post that. When I came, they've given me parking ticket. Very painful. Yes. As I was crying, I just closed my eyes and I just paid it because it's easy. It's easy. I just closed my eyes, crying, painful, and I paid it. I can't appeal. They know how many wrong. The appeal will only buy me time, but it will come back again and say, pay the money. If I delay it, and you forget it, and it turned to 120. Easy. No need to pray about it. Easy. Easy. Please read it for us. Luke chapter 14, verse 28 to 33. Mm -hmm. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus is teaching. And he said, listen, suppose anyone wants to build a tower. Wouldn't the, first, the person first sit down and calculate the cost involved to build what? The tower isn't it? And he said to see that you have what? Enough money. Why? Because if you lay the foundation and you are not able to finish it, one, you lose that money because you cannot use the foundation for anything. 
and also you'll be laughed at. Yes, ridiculous. That's what he's saying, isn't it? Yeah. Then he went on to say, or suppose you want to go to war, want to go into battle, warfare. Won't you look at the person you are coming, and if you know they are stronger, powerful than you, he said, won't you go and meet them and make peace and arrange the terms with them? You understand? And he said, in the same way, anyone who wants to be a Christian, amen, must give up everything, amen. Other than that, they cannot what? Be his disciples. So this one, we call it, Jesus is telling us that there is a cost for everything. Everything. Yeah. But many people in the world, they think there's no cost. Or they want to have things without paying the cost for it. And that is what is called stealing. That is stealing. And it is worse when they come into Christ. Because when they come into Christ, they want it to be as if they don't have to pay anything. They must have it. That's why many don't break through. Because there's a cost in everything. And from the one, from the way Jesus said it, like, if you don't think there's a cost, you rather have abnormality. <laughs> no, it's true. Because say, which one of you? Because the natural normal thing is, if you are going to buy a car, if you are going to rent a room, a house, you must sit down and calculate your income. The room costs this, council tax, everything. Will you be able to afford it or not? If you cannot afford it, you don't have it. If you can afford it, you have it. That's what Jesus said. He said, other than that, they will laugh at you. So when people go and rent room, go and buy expensive things, take on things they cannot pay, and they are saying faith, faith. That's why you are lying. God will not mind you. He said, you would rather be ridiculed. Yes, many ministries didn't work because when they sit down to calculate what they can afford, they go for it. Many people lose money because they buy cars they cannot afford. Instead of buying cars they can afford. Rent rooms, apartments they cannot afford. Yes. And pray and pray and pray. Nothing will happen. Because you are to calculate the cost. Why go for something you cannot have? There's a cost. I didn't say it's Jesus Christ saying it. Every job, every position, everything have a cost. If you see somebody whose hair is always looking slick, there's a cost. The time they spend on the hair, you'll be surprised. Some even the night before. If you look at someone's house and it's always neat, his or she is not lucky, there's a cost of maintaining the house. So you can pray and pray. You won't have that. You can fast and fast. Because the cost means something is given out to have that thing. Something has been considered. It takes something. That's why he also even used war. 
Because when the war comes, and they are, he said, in, from what he said, if the people are stronger, powerful than you, they will destroy your country, kill people, and still take you captive. You'll be worse off. So why don't you go and make peace? It's better to pay that cost of taxes than to lose a country and become a slave. So there's a cost. And that same way he said, to be my disciple, because he said this to Shua, so to be a Christian, there is a cost. Yes, there's a price to pay. To receive things from God, to work for God, the anointing, everything, it, there is a cost. A cost doesn't mean you pay for it, but something you need to give out. And that thing includes money. Yeah, include your time, include energy, include things you cannot have again. Because if you said, if you want to build a house, you must first sit down and calculate. Like today, many people want to serve God, but they don't want to pay the cost. You want to serve God, but don't want choir rehearsal. Want to serve God, but don't want to come to church service, every church service to serve the God. Want whenever he come. You will end up not serving God. Because there is a cost. That's why all pastors are not necessarily the same. If sometimes the difference is the willing cost. The person is willing to pay. The willing cost. The person is willing to pay. When I became a pastor, let's not forget, think of this. So, you know, I've displayed some pictures in the office. And when I saw this door, when I was praying, the picture came and the picture came into mind. Because yesterday I took it to put it in a frame. So two of the pictures came into mind, my ordination day. And when it came into mind, I began to cry from nowhere. Tears began to cry. Meanwhile, I was praying for this service, today's service. Then all of a sudden, I began to feel it's like you look back and I felt like, oh, look at you. You were innocent. God called you. You didn't know what you were getting in. And when all these people were laying hands on you, what they were actually doing was they were sending you out by yourself on your own. And I felt it's like, I didn't even know. It's like, look at, not mess, but difficult. Where are these? Like, I felt like Joseph when he was taken from his way and tears began to drop. I could see the picture. I remember I looked so innocent. Not that like I'm not innocent. But I did all this thing. I did all I had this. I believe in God, a good Christian. God has called you. Will you do the work? Yes, I will do the work. Okay, we are ordained. Bless you. Go and do the work. That was it. Finish. Finish. So it's like the picture was painting or reminding me. You, you understand? And guess what? A Christian love God, become pastor. What do you expect? Things must be even what? Better, isn't it? And before I went to be ordained, I was working for PHS as a part test engineer. Now, I've just been ordained. I've come back. The moment I came back, I received a call the next Monday that I've been sacked. I should bring every equipment. Meanwhile, if anything, I was expecting them to give me a car rather. Because my contract was saying after six months, they'll give me a car. Oh, now that I'm a pastor, 
anyway, I took everything, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they explain a lot of things. Anyway, you can't fight them, isn't it? And I was praying. I decided to work for myself because I, I, I am or I was an electrician. I said I was called electrician. Your certificate do expire. If you don't renew it, then. So I decided to work for myself. I decided to work for myself. And I was praying to God. Should I work for myself full, or work for you full time? So I work for myself full time and like do your work. By then, I haven't started the church. Because when, once I get ordained, it took like three months before the church started. Because you have to do preparation. But I knew I was going to start a church. You understand? So I was praying. I was praying. Then I had a dream about this. So this was the dream. I saw a red car, nice car, on the ground. And the red car lifted up, lifted up from the front like this. Then all of a sudden, it smashed back on the ground. Then it's like in the dream, the engine broke. So all the oil, the water in the engine was pouring out. And I heard that was like your ministry. So I asked God, so if you can work full time as a, past, uh, as a electrician, do the job part time, there's nothing wrong. But the job, will, the church will grow. It will get to a place. But when it crash, that will be it. He didn't tell me to work part-time or full-time. By then, too, I was working. I've started working for myself. Maybe one week or two weeks working for myself. Working for myself. And there are times I make 300 pounds within four hours. Working for myself. So then I decided I'd rather do the work of God what? Full time and rather work part time to support me. Amen. Now looking back, looking at the scriptures, you see your, the foundation, everything. But then all the miracles, the signs and wonders, the deliverance, I didn't have it. All the Jesus dancer campaign, I didn't have it. So maybe today I have it, of course by grace, but there's a cost to have the grace. There's something you must lose to have, to walk in the grace. Please, you understand. So I'm trying to say that there is a cost. You must calculate the cost. That's why a great man of God, even though we are meant to, you will see that he's not making you deceive like because I've laid hands on you, that's the end. Because yes, there is impartation, but to use the impartation, there is a cost. You have an anointed voice, but to really sing and make something, you will need to devote time. And that is the cost. So if you think cost is not associated to anything, Jesus said no. And if you think so and you start, you will not finish. That's what he said. You will not finish and you will be ridiculed. And this are spiritual truthful. You'll be ridiculed. So don't envy anybody. Because the cost perhaps the person is paying you will not pay that cost. You are not willing or you cannot pay. You see, uh, right now, as I'm here right now, if somebody right now, if somebody is to dash me a 2023 BMW, 
I'll come with agreement with the person. I'll say, I'm, I'm really grateful. I like it. I need a car. But allow me to sell it to get maybe 2015. You understand? Uh, the person must agree. <laughs> you know why? Because I can easily now maintain 2015 BM. I can even buy a used tie. The 2022 ties, do you know what it is? Hey, even the servicing. Because they have a special tie, which I know now I cannot. They say, calculate the cost. One upon a time, my friend dashed me a land. I told him I can't. I don't even have water. Because I wasn't expecting it. This is like five years ago. I didn't take it. Because I said, you have to give me some money. I'm dashing to you, but you have to start building. I said, no, nothing. And I didn't take it, and that was it. In fact, last time I was talking to him, that land, it was two plots. One plot has been taken from him. Yeah, because I knew there's no, and I wasn't going to give myself pressure. I wasn't going to divert attention. So there is a cost. So Jesus said, which one of you does not calculate if you want to build a tower? To see if he can finish it. Or going to war and seeing that he can't. Don't go and make peace. So to fo- And it says, so it is. Anyone who doesn't lose anything cannot follow him. So it's not like, I receive it, I receive it alone. Attending church is one of the costs. Because, you see, the time you are bringing to church, some people are taking 10 pounds uh, an hour right now. But you have sacrificed it. Some are stretching forth. But you have sacrificed it. Meanwhile, you are not doing anything special. Do you know that? Because each morning when I'm coming to church, I see parents and children on the park playing football. Cars are fully packed. So not like you are doing something special. Amen. So church, there's a cost. Anything you want, physically and spiritually, there is a cost. Yes. As I became a pastor, okay, <laughs> all, almost all my cars, except this last car, has been thousand something. Has been thousand something. Because it's easier to manage thousand something cars. All my ties have been second hand. Intentionally, I've calculated the cost. Not like I can't get finance. I can get finance. But can I maintain it? Freely, easily? No. All I need first and foremost is a car. When things are in the right, I'll choose a car that is more to me. But the first thing is a car as a two. Oh, 20 pound get tie. One of my friends bought a sport car, even 50 pounds, he couldn't get second hand tie. Finally, he gave back the car which he bought on finance. And I remember I told him not to get the car because I knew he cannot afford it. And I remember he told me I'm only paying 200 a month. And I said, you, have, you sell only 200 a month, but once you add the insurance, why you ask this a mentor? Meanwhile, you don't, are not able to save 200 a month. Yeah, after like six months, he gave the car and he even had to pay. He was owing. Yeah, because the contract is said that you will never... But maybe today, maybe he would be in a position that maybe he can have 500 a month car. But the, all I'm trying to say, it, there's a cost and you are to calculate the cost other than that you will lose. As you are dating such men, the way they think, the way they behave, you must know that there is a cost if they do not. Because such men are like this. So if they don't, don't 
come and do that. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. When you were stealing, what did you think? When you are caught, what did you think the consequence would be? That is the cost. Do you get it? So when you are stealing and you are caught, don't come and do like, God help me. Why are they attacking me? They are not attacking you. Please, didn't you calculate the cost? The cost of stealing? There's a cost. Good gangsters, they calculate the cost. They tell you, I know, I know, I live by, I know I can die tomorrow, I'm ready. That's why, no self-pity. And sometimes, they are respected in the spirit because they calculate the cost. They are not radical. Yeah. Good prostitutes know that. They know they can meet any man, anything. They, this time will be the last time. They'll tell a story about their friends that have been strangled, that has been... So as you are doing that, you know the cost. Yeah. It will save you from pitiness. But most important, it will make you face reality. And which will affect the right decision you make. Please, you understand? I was talking to a young girl. She wants to marry. Bless her soul. And I was telling her, she wants to marry. She doesn't even have a date. Older woman, no? almost in her 30s. And I was telling that you have a date. And she, I was, something came and said, that if you have a beloved, it, she, he may hold you, may try to kiss you. He said, kiss me. I said, yes. He said, no. I said, hey, kiss is part of it. If you can, then you cannot have. And I have to psych her mind. And you could see in her face how she was tense up everything. You can't have a relationship without a kiss. <laughs> or you don't know. I'm talking about erotic relationship. Oh, you don't know. Ah, now you know. <laughs> now you know. And I have to tell that, but what do you think? Why do you think the man is burning for you? There is a cost. There is a cost. One time, Sister Dora told me. She said, I've been to many. Something came up about rent. I think we went to look at property or something. And he said, ah, she doesn't know property costs that much. I said, yeah. And I said, even this one was, is cheaper. And she said, ah, now I understand that most of the churches have gone. They are meeting at weird places. Have you not noticed that most small churches meet at weird places? Because the places we like, there's a cause for such places. And many a time, the churches don't have the money because the members of the church don't want to pay the price, the cost to have such places. Not like foot the bill, but just pay your tithe and your offering. And I say, yeah. Yeah, because there's a cost. The cost here and the cost where we're is totally different. It's your choice. But if you want something like this, there is a cost. And you want something like that, there is a cost. And each one comes with its pros and cons. <laughs> so if you don't want to pay the cost for here, you cannot have it. It's that simple. You pray and fast everything. The only thing God will do maybe will bring you the money. But still you will have to decide to trade that money to have this. So in eventually you lose that money for what you have. There is a cost. So he said, who, who? Look how he put it. He said, who? Suppose, of, one, of suppose one of you want to build a tower. Mm. Won't you first sit, sit down and estimate, estimate the, the cost? cost. Won't you first? That's right. Won't you first? 
Won't you first? You want all the nice things. You don't want to work. There's a cause for having nice things. Hard work. And a certain type of work. Because sometimes you can hard work hard, but you will not get the money for what? Because some pay £10, some pay £20 an hour. There is a cost. So think of the cost. You want the presence of God? You want power? There is a cost. You cannot have presence without constant fellowship with God in prayer and by reading the word and by worship and walking in obedience. There is a cost. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciple. That's why many will say, I don't know you. Because they don't want to pay the cost. The cost, cost is the, the thing you give up. Okay, you, you want to be an A student. You, have, you want to be an A student. You are, you are 18 years. You want to be an A student. There are things you will need to give up as an 18 year in order. Because the number of hours you have to dedicate to learning, you won't have time for those things. And that is the cost. If you don't pay, you won't be an A student. You let me pray for, let me pour the anointing on you. The prayer and the anointing will open your eyes, your mind. Will quicken your mind that when you learn, you know. Will let you see the reality. But still, you have to lose that time. Lose watching that video to sit down and learn. There's a cost. Yeah. And nothing will change. Because when you enter Tesco, everything has a cost. <laughs> what God will give you is the money. But you will still have to lose that money to have that thing from Tesco. So what are you willing to lose for what? There is a cost. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. So you see that all these are in the words of Jesus. So you see how real Jesus is. How practical he is. Amen. Because world, life itself is spiritual. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 to 23. Another one that Jesus said. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 to 23. So one sister, she used to be in the church. She's no more. She said it in front of me and my wife. That she wants a man like me. Hmm. She wanted to give me a problem. <laughs> I don't know whether she managed to sow a seed or not. In my mind. I'm nobody. Don't misunderstand me. But he said, I want a man like me. But the thought that came, I don't know a man like me is looking for a certain woman. It's true. It's true. And you've never thought of paying the price to be that certain woman, but you want a man like me. All things because you will never get a man like me. You understand? Because a man like me is looking for a certain woman. Do you get me? A man like me, Valentine is not my priority. But serving God is my priority. I'm saying that because that lady one time said to my wife, <laughs> he, said, he said to me, oh, me, and my wife to another time, he said, what are you people doing, Valentine? I said, nothing. So no, I want to bring red roses and balloons okay. to decorate your house and make it. I said, please, I don't need that. I don't need that. 
I said, by God's grace, I don't need any motivation to be on top of my game. I'm natural. It's true. <laughs> you see, fleshly, it's even a put off. Yes, it's a put off. Like, I don't need alcohol or drugs to be happy. Uh-huh. I don't need all those things. It's a put- and she said that to me. She was serious. Oh, I'm even thinking, what is that? <laughs> Amen. So let's read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Matthew chapter mm-hmm. 20, verse 23. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down asked a favor of him. What is it you want, he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. Amen. 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 As for Jesus, eh, if you truly pay attention to the words of Jesus, you have to be wise. I have a, I have a book in the words of the Master. It's only the things Jesus said on every subject. So this Bible said the mother of Zebedee. So this mother is two of Jesus' disciples' mother. You know, two of the disciples were brothers. And they said, he, she came to Jesus and it said, Jesus, in your kingdom, I need you to do me a favor. No, the word is favor. What is the favor? He said, I want you to promise me and make my two children one sit on your left and one sit on your right. Then Jesus said, do you know what you are asking? Are your children able to drink the cup I drink? And he said, even if they are able to drink it, it's not for me to give. It will be given to those who have been chosen. This is very deep. You see? So now, what this means is... Okay, let me, let me go back into it. So what actually he was asking Jesus, Jesus, remember, is going to sit on the judgment seat. He's the Lord. And this woman wants his children to be next. The first in command and the second in command to Jesus. And Jesus said, first of all, you don't know what you are asking. Because are they able to drink the cup? The cup stands for the price he has to pay to sit. Remember his last prayer. He said, if God, if you are willing, let me not drink of this cup. The painful death, the suffering, the ridicule, everything was suffered in order to be seated on that seat. So Jesus going to sit on that seat or being the Lord of Lord came with a price. There was a price attached. So that's what he asked him. Are you able, are they able to pay the price? Drink the cup. That is first thing. Then he went on to say, even if they are able to pay the price, it's not up to me to give. It is God, the one who chooses who to give. You understand? So by this, Jesus is teaching us and telling us, listen, anytime you see somebody doing something, there is a price that comes with the thing. 
Not like you choose to. A price. Anything you want. There is a price that comes with it. If you want to be a good husband, a good student, a good pastor, anointed singer, there is a price. And that price is painful. Whenever I seek the cup, painful price. Painful price that comes with it. You want to be a high-class student. Many high-class students in school, in school, they are not respected. They are called geeks. That is the price they pay. Many skillful people, before they became stars, were isolated people. Because hours of practicing... That is the price. Many good husbands or good wives, it is easier to think they are fools. That is the price. So you say, there's a price for everything. In the church, many joke, many think there's no price. Many think they can have some things without prayer. Yes, there are some things you can have without prayer. There are some things you cannot have without prayer. Why is it that in the church, almost everybody wants to sing lead prayers? Nobody wants to play drum. Nobody wants to play keyboard. Many people have asked to play the drum. They will not play. They've chosen other things to do. Nobody wants to be a cleaner. Why? Because the price of playing the drum. Because, don't get me wrong, usher, you just have to stand there and do usher. But the drum, you now have to learn. You know, it's painful to learn. Start all over. Before you know, they don't want to. They don't want to. That's why we have people, but no one is playing guitar. Because they don't want to pay the price to learn. Painful every minute, 30 minutes. So it means that don't envy anybody for anything. Because there is a price they have paid and paying which you don't know. And from what is a price, you cannot pay the price. Believe me. If it should give you, you can't pay the price. My pastor told me, Jesus Dancer Campaign, he told me, he told me that he can't do it. He told me, because it comes with a certain price. You, you, you understand? So there's a price for everything. You see somebody driving brand new Range Rover, there's a price. The person is not lucky. There is a price. There is a price. And it also shows that even if you can pay the price, does not mean you will have it. Because there are things you only have it when it's given to you. You could be 10 at your website. They need only one manager. Yes, you could be the manager, pay the price, everything. But they give to this lady. So even though you can, you cannot what? Have it. So there are things you don't force, you don't strive you don't go for no 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 because if they haven't given it to you you will never have it you try to have you destroy yourself and destroy those is for please do you understand so and it also says that listen there are a lot of things god will never give it to you because of favor it is showing that a lot of things you will not have it because of favor you will have it by paying suffering the price and by God giving it to you because remember he wanted it as a favor say can you do me this read it this favor this favor 
So there are a lot of things you don't get it by favor. Yes. Yes, there are things that you get by favor. Yes. But there are a lot of things is by it comes with a price. Amen. Yes. Kneeling down, ask the favor of him. It comes with a price. Mm-hmm. And what was Jesus' answer? Can you drink? Can they drink yes. the cup I drink? You don't That's know the what you're asking. Can and say you, you don't know. Heavy cost. Yes. Amen. So people want to see glory of God. People want to be transformed. And they, they, they don't want to pay the price. People want to serve God. People want to be pastors. And they don't want to pay the price. People desire to do things. And they don't want to pay the price. There is a cup to drink. Some even your friends will ridicule you. Some your, you, you rather will become the, like the enemy in the family. All because you say, listen, Sundays, I don't want to sit at the pub and drink watching uh, football. I want to go to church and sing praise the Lord and give the five pound beer money as an offering. And you rather become enemy. It's a price. Many are not able to continue with the Lord just because the Bible called this persecution. Yeah. Some, some because of 10 pounds, 10 pounds over time, they can't serve God because they are hardly available on Sunday. Yeah. Some even, you have to lose a career. Because to have that career, you can't have that ministry. Some to have that breakthrough, you have to reschedule your life and make sure you never miss a service. You understand? And even if you can pay the price, it has to be given. In other words, sovereign God. And if you think of God as sovereign, you begin to focus on him. Because you know that there are things that is not favor, is dependent on him. And even if you should have it, it there's a, a price attached to it. The Bible says Christ had to die on the cross and become a curse for us on the cross. So it was necessary for him to die that painful death. The beating was necessary because by his stripes we are healed. He put on our shape. His face has to be disfigured. Painful. Meanwhile, he, he, he said, Christ himself says, I could command, I could ask for angels right now. But that was the price, what is supposed to happen. So church, let's not kid ourselves on certain things. Let's face the reality. Oh, yes. Let, let's face the reality. Because the, the, there is a price. Very soon, Aunt Madeline will begin to play the guitar. Amen. But there, there's a price she has paid. Years of learning. Years of cost, cost. Like her singing. There's a price she has paid. Years of, I don't know how many times I've offended her. I don't know. I don't know. I know that because her face changes, her countenance changes. Sometimes turn into argument. Can say you can't sing like this. You have to sing like this. And so I'm tired. I say you can't be tired, because we cannot accept it as an excuse. You, you, you understand? Yeah. And I've told people to play drums. One brother, he's not here. I would have mentioned his name if he was here. If he had listened to me, I'm sure maybe it's online. By now, we will have a nice drama. Yeah. And we will have a guitarist or a bass drama. One sister there, she can't sing because she's too busy Saturday's night. But he wanted, there is a price. Can you drink the cup 
I drink. When you understand all this, then you see that even though you can see, you begin to value and respect that great musician. Because you know, it is more than you can sing. Do you know what it takes to organize five backing people to come to your house or meet somewhere every once a week to be practicing for that gig? Do you know what it takes? Hey! Give the Lord a clap offering. Please, are you listening to, are you getting it? All I'm saying is that I'm showing the reality or the state of what? Reality. There are things favor will not get. Listen to great men of God who are of God. You will see they are very diligent. You will see everything is calculated. You will see. You will see that everything is purpose. You will see that they have accepted some fans. One time I heard Bishop Dark saying, do you know what it costs to have the anointing? Eh? And as she, he said, I said, do you know, I was, he said one time I collapsed. I fasted and I collapsed. And they rushed me to the hospital. And they have to operate on me. His desperation for the anointing, healing anointing. He's been fasting, fasting, and he collapsed. Yeah. I heard himself saying it. He said, I have to be operated. He said one time, Benihim was coming, and he said one of his children, when he looked at the thing, more like the time Benihim would come, that is the time the wife would give birth. And he said to the wife, the baby is okay. We can go and remove it. Not abort. Like, you know, babies can, you can uh, come early then. She took the wife and she, she gave birth early. And he said, because of that last time, they call him at school. And they say, he said that child, they say it's like a bit slow. But he knows why. He, he was trying to say the cost. He didn't intend that. But to make sure that everything runs smooth and nothing crash. The cost. The cost. The cost. Can you drink of this cup? So there's a cup. <laughs> Amen. Last scripture, or last but one scripture. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16 to 20. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16 to 20. Amen. So I tell men and women, I always tell them, I'm sure the women, they do here. Yeah. If you want to, even this teaching on Bible, I've said it, especially the men. The reason why I say especially the men, if a woman you can desire to marry, but you might not marry. Why? Because a man must come to what? Marry you. But as for a man, if you really want to marry, you marry. Yes. You understand? Except you don't want to do the things you have to do to get the woman you want. But if you work on yourself, you will get it. There is a cost. Amen. Amen. Please read it for us. Amen. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 7, verse um, 16 to 20. Mm -hmm. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from the thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. 
Amen. Amen. So Jesus said, by the fruit of a person, you will recognize the person. Recognize, other verses say, you will know the person. And he said, listen, a good fruit cannot bear, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Amen. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. And said, do people gather what? Grapes from an apple tree? Sorry. From thorn bushes. No. You'll find grapes on thorn bushes. Amen. So, will pear tree, have you seen pear tree giving out apple naturally? No. So, in other words, if you want to know a person and you want to know people, look at their fruit. It is the fruit that will tell you. If you've been to a forest, most trees look the same. Yeah, most trees knew the same. Or even a tree you don't know. Because you can see a tree and you don't know. And I'm sure even many people are here, they don't know pear tree. You people have to visit the botanic gardens. Those are places you have to go. Not only Thought Park. And not only, uh, what's the other place name? Uh, the holiday that they come, they go now. The, no, like people now go holiday. That's all the things they showcase. But you have to go to the botanic garden and look at the trees. Know the trees. You're a British citizen born here. You don't know pear tree. It's shameful. You don't know apple tree. Unacceptable. Strawberry. It's true. These are the places you must go to. Not only entertainment shouldn't be only eating and drinking. So don't tell me you are bored. Go, go to those places. They even have a tropical garden. You see, tropics kill garden. Go there, go there. Eh? Go there. You're dating and stuff. That, those are where you go. Not walking nights every place. Night, night. Surrounded by unclean things and insecurity and all those things. Eh? Please, you people should do that. Yeah. Walk on Oxford Street. By the time you finish, you are too tired to even fight. All rubbish you cease. <laughs> Amen. So he said, you cannot get apple tree on a pear tree. You cannot get grapes on a thorn bush. So he said, you want to know the person. He said, you will know them by their tree. In other words, in a certain degree, to a certain extent, you don't even need anything special. Just look at the fruit. And you know who the person is, or you have at least idea of who the person is. Now, the fruit is not a gift. The fruit, why the fruit shows is what the person bears. So, what, whatever the fruit is, is as a result of things that has been what going on. The doing of what a person. Please, you understand. And what are the fruit? The fruit is actually the person, the things he does or he, he, uh, he chooses what the person is or has become. Yes. Please, do you understand? What the person is or what has become in connection to that particular thing. Yes. So it's like, I know the person. Yes. So in a certain sense, in a certain sense, yes. you can even tell those who are seeking God and those who are not seeking God and they're just seeking things of God. Yes, you can easily tell in a certain sense the levels or the relations between people and God by their fruit. You could tell what the person is willing to easily sacrifice 
in connection to God. You, you can't tell. You can't tell where the persons are. That's why there are things, if a person is involved or not involved, it gives us an idea of the state of the person or the person's heart to God or to us. The fruit always speak. Why do we get false prophets? Why are many Christians complaining? Because they don't read the Bible or they don't want to accept these God's words. Because these God's words said, Jesus said, you will not know them by the anointing. Remember, Jesus said, many will come and say, I preach in your name. I cast out demons in your name. Those are the things we call anointing. But I say, I do not what? Know you. Now, we, 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 it's like the more anointed or miracle the person has, meaning he's from God. But Jesus never said that. Because, even, because the reason why that means nothing is, if God anoints you, even though there is a cup to drink, it's a gift. Or maybe it's Satan. Because we saw Pharaoh, yeah, we saw Pharaoh, magician, doing the first three signs and miracles. You understand? But the fruit, the fruit is the person, which is what? The characteristics, the choices, the heart of the person. Whenever he gets thousand pounds, what does he do? That is him, him, that is him. Whenever he's annoyed, what does he do? Whenever he's happy, what does he do? What does he love? You see, really love. That is the person. And Jesus said, that is what you will know the person by. That's why we have fruit of the spirit. So you know them by their fruit. You can use the word their nature itself. Not your expectation for them. Not what you want them to be. Because sometimes people see apple tree and they are praying that the apple tree will become a banana tree or bear banana fruit. It doesn't happen like that. You see, Jesus used thorn and what? Grapes. Because you see something painful, something, and you want, you are still praying that it shouldn't produce that. No. Because a good battery cannot produce a good fruit. People do change, but uh, the people change, you can't change them. And you can make all the excuses, but whatever they are, they will show that. They will do that to you. And do you know some fruits, we, we even have the fruit. We have good fruit. Uh, we have quality fruit and fruit that are not quality. Yeah. 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 How come someone lives as slow? Never miss a Tuesday service in the evening. Never meet a Sunday service. And someone live at Streatham and always have problem. Are you cool? Yeah. Always have problem. Can't make service. It's choice. How can someone live at Epsin? Never miss a service. Never miss a service. And someone live at Brixton. It's a trouble. It's a challenge. How can someone earn 2000 Never pay tight. Never have money. And someone earn 1005 Pay every tight. Pay every tight. Contribute to donation. All these are fruits. Where you are. Because you only have money for what you want to have money for. 
I don't have money, but anything I really want to have money for, I have money for. It is fruit. How come when it's church every day? <laughs> but when it's other things, hey! It's showing the type of tree you are. Yes. Yeah, it is showing. How come that your ex-boyfriend insulted you, betrayed you, even left you for another woman? Who is your friend? Came back, but you are still saying everyone deserves a chance. And the pastor, they asked for the pastor, he was small rude to you by saying, by saying, why haven't you married? Why are you staying together? And you're offended and you are gone. You're, you're fruit. You are telling what you are towards me, towards God, towards the church. So it's not like the pastor is a bad person. Yeah. Because other than that, that should happen to that boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Please, do you understand? So you would know them by their fruit. It's simple, which is the real character. That's why I might be, that when people say prejudice, I don't accept it. Because sometimes when you, you are getting to know people to, with the fruit, they use the word prejudice to slam. It's like, seeing apple still, don't say it is apple. But apple trees look like that. Apple flowers look like this. Before it turns into apple, it always looks like this. Don't tell me I'm prejudiced. Have I pronounced it right? Thank you. Don't tell me that. I've seen signs of apple fruit. You are saying that I shouldn't think like that. No. If the tree change, the fruit will change. Please, do we get it? Give the Lord a clap offering. Are you enjoying the state of reality? All these are by the words of Jesus, so by Christ himself, in his own words, ditto, ditto. Matthew 22, 21. This is a very short one, Amen. but also very deep. You see, all these things point us to reality. Amen. Amen. So sometimes you meet a person, the person is lazy. No matter what you do, he's, he's lazy. He's a lazy tree. Yes. <laughs> so he will bear lazy fruit. Don't waste your, you know, till he, he decides to change. So if you are praying, pray that he, the tree should change. Because wherever the tree is, will produce that fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Please read it for us. Matthew chapter 22, verse 21. Yeah. Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, so give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. Amen. Amen. So Jesus also said, give to Caesar what is to Caesar and to God what is for God. In in context, they ask him about paying tax to Caesar, to the government. Because Caesar, Rome was then the ruling what? Government. And Jesus said, yes, give to Caesar what is for Caesar and give to God what is for God. One of the ways to have peace in your life, and believe me, is what Jesus said here. Give to Caesar what is for Caesar, and give to God what is for God. Give Caesar means the world, the ruling government, or anything that is not God, not like opposite God, but not spiritual. So like your taxes your jobs, 
your rent, your education, the, the things you have to give it, and you'll be free. Because remember, the background of this question is, if he had said that, no, don't pay tax, that means Caesar will arise against him. That was what the Bible said. They were trying to get him. You understand? And if you are saying that, no, not God, then it's like you are saying we shouldn't also serve God. But the way Jesus answered him, he showed them, what is this? Whose picture is on it? And give to him. So it became a principle. So there are things that is for people in your life. Give to them. Like honor. If you give honor to who honor is due, you won't have problem. If you get to the hospital and you respect the reception as the reception, you won't have problem. At your workplace, if you accept and deal with your boss, ask your boss, you won't have problem. If you pay your rent, you won't have problem. Give to Caesar what is to Caesar. If you fellowship with God, if you pray to God, you have problem. If you give God his due, being in tight, in offering, in fellowship, you have problem. Give to what? Caesar. What is what? Caesar. Give, give to DVLA what is for them. If you don't have, you stop using it. It's that simple. Because see, anything you have, people are taking you, or you don't realize it. When the income comes, everybody is coming for their peace. When you yourself, you wake up, your friend's family, everybody's coming for a piece of you. That's how it is. But give. You see, that is when you even accept that, you get peace of mind. That is when you will see that, listen, I can't give anymore, so I, I can't have this. Then you are free. I can't give anymore. I'm too committed to too many people. So I can't have this. Other than that, you try to give everything. You spray yourself so thin, and still you'll be found wanting in trouble. Yeah, because when Caesar comes for you, he'll come for you. Oh, yes. You see, the Caesar, the tax, you can't get away with it. That is why the tax collectors were known as evil people in Bible times. Remember, Jesus went to a tax collector's house and they couldn't handle it. Yeah, because they were, they, they were, what's the word? That Friday we used a word next to, um, next to harsh. No, not firm. From your cinema, no. Brutal. Brutal. Uh-huh. They are brutal. Amen. So give to Caesar what is for Caesar. Give to TV what is TV. Give to sleep what is sleep for your health. Give to exercise what is exercise. Believe it. Give to Sabbath what is Sabbath. Are you people on your scriptures or Facebook? The way your hand is going, you're on social media. It's a disrespect to God and to me if you are on social media. Amen. Give. Give to Caesar. What is to Caesar? And you'll be happy. And everything will fall into place. It's easy. Because these are things you can't do anything about. You can only wear yourself up regarding it. Those days I was in school, I, I realized if I should learn during the week, I should learn. I do enjoy the weekends when I was at uni. But if I don't really learn during the week, the whole 
weak. I feel guilty. It's like troubles. I feel like I'm behind. But now, looking at this scripture, it means that whenever I give to study what I have to, I am more happy and I enjoy the extracurricular. It sounds simple, but believe it. Yeah. Give the Lord a clap of him. Last one. Luke chapter 16, verse 1 to 12. I hope you're enjoying it. Yes, we are. So these are things that Jesus said to bring us reality, to, to, to show us the reality, how simple it is. Amen. So that's why it is about being honest. If you want to live life, proper life, and enjoy. When you live this, the enemy can't. When we talk about weapons, these are some of the weapons. You see, the Bible said the word of God is a sword of the spirit. As you are, each time you obey the word, you are using the sword. Each time you obey the word, you are using the sword. So this is one of the main weapons. Amen. If you are giving to Caesar what is for Caesar, hardly will you be in trouble. Hardly, which will save you from at least sixty percent of prayer. Because most people, they have prayer that they pray and cry towards troubles. Mm. It's towards troubles, yeah, and difficulties. Please read it for us. Um, mm. It's quite long, but let's read it. Luke chapter sixteen, verse one to twelve. Mm -hmm. Amen. Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be a manager any longer. The manager said to himself, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, how much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, take your bill, sit down quickly and make it 450. Then he asked the second, and how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, take your bill and make it 800. Mm. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the lights. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you your property of your own? Amen. Amen. So Jesus said a lot of things. He did. But we will pin it. We read it so that you gain understanding. But we will pin it from where the manager said, the people of this world, are more shrewd than the people of the light. So you must know that this world you are living in, the world you are living in, which you are part of, the normal mindset is that they are shrewd. What is shrewdness? Sorry? Smart, wise. 
wise, which is different from wisdom that comes from above. So smart wise means it's connected to the system you are in. Because a lot of things that here is smart wise, in Ghana is not smart wise. Because of the system that human beings have created. Do you, do you get it? Smart wise. So if you are Christian, Jesus is telling us that the world, they are shrewd, they are smart wise. So in your dealing in the world, you must also be what? Smart wise. Or you must be aware that they are smart wise. You know that job is not everything. You know that you don't, you Christians, you don't need to toil for yourself. But you must know that the world, right or wrong, they reward scarcity of job. Not the necessity of job. So if your interest is money, be smart to go for a job based on its scarcity. Do you get what I'm saying? Isn't it? Most of those jobs too are high skill, but not important. Most of the important jobs are not respected. So if you're also doing an important job, know that it's not like the job is not important, but is that it's not what? Respected. Be, be, be shrewd, be smart. Because the world is what? Smart. Don't do something and feel sad. Be aware of it. Don't say, oh, it's nothing. God is with me, so I don't need a lawyer. Whilst you are going to sign a contract. Whilst the landlord or the co- your, your partner has a contract prepared by him. Hey, they can put clauses. God forbid something happen. Make sure you look at it. You too, you have. Be sure that is the first thing. Don't say, oh, I trust in it. No, no, no. It's not a matter of trust. It's a matter of the right to have the world does things in their shrewdness. It's like bank, like mortgage, or loan from bank, or credit card. You will never win if something should go wrong. The bank will always win. They've been doing this for years, centuries. They have loads of clauses in those small prints that they've, they've taken everything that they've considered all the possibility of things going wrong that no matter what will come to their favor. Please do you understand? So be aware of this smart what wise should they are it does you, you must also be that if you are at the work you can be a Christian but if you are not smart wise you will be at a disadvantage because they are being smart wise dealing with you shrewdly or that is the system Like, when I became a pastor working full-time, I want all the things I learned. When I say, oh, I can't come on Sunday because I have to go to church. They look down on me. They ridicule me. But I say, oh, uh, child care. They say, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so I say child care. And don't, I'm, I, that's not like I'm being practical. Isn't the church child care? I'm, I'm not bringing my child to church. My, I brought my children to church. So it's also child care. I brought them to church. Hey, Abraham said, she's my sister. 
even though it was the wife, but because it also the what in a certain sense his sister. Ah, so child care, just I'm not telling you the type of care is taking them to church. <laughs> you understand? I realize that is the only way the world will allow me. I can't fight it. That is the only way they will allow me. Then he went on to say that, listen, if you have anyone who is faithful with small, it's also, and will also be faithful with much. But anyone who is not faithful with small will not be faithful with much and believe it. Believe it. The one who will be with you, connect you, when he has nothing or you have nothing, if you grow, he gets something the same. If you think the one who, if he has nothing, nothing, and you think if he gets, you will be, believe me, you will get and you will not be part of it. And many women find this in marriage. Yes. And many men too find this in marriage. Because as a pastor, I've heard many women say they supported the man, they support when the man became successful. Because what the man is not, when he has nothing, when he gets something, he still will not be that. Because he's whatever he is. So he said the one who, so like tight, those who pay tight, not because they have money or they don't have money. It's because they are faithful. They want to. That, that's all it means. Because even anything, the more money people get, sometimes the more money they rather need. Because now they take up higher bills. Get involved in higher things. Now don't want to drink beer. Want to drink champagne. Because he's got more money. So now he needs more money than, than when he got more money. <laughs> Please, do you understand? So, and he went on to say that anyone who is faithful with worldly riches will begin. God will give them true riches. So in other words, God do not just give to you. Before he gives to you, he looks at you, especially finances, your faithfulness towards him. I didn't say that's what he said. He said, if you are not faithful with worldly money, wealth, who will give the true riches? We want a big church. Yes, and God will give us a big church. But whether we have a gift church or not does not depend on God. Because as for the reason why I mean by it doesn't depend on God, God will never feel to what it depends on us. He's looking at how faithful we are with the small church. Because he even mentioned a property. How faithful we are with that small church. How faithful we are with it. Things do not just happen. And even in companies, when it comes to making decisions, all these factors come in. They look at the person in the job, how faithful he has been in the job. They will not use the word faithful. They will use the word committed. But it's the same as faithfulness. How reliable the person has been. And say, yeah, he's very good, but he's not reliable. We know any small things he will make his family first. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong, so we cannot make him the head. But this guy, even Christmas, he came. Chris, oh, let's make him. And you complain, but see, he's been, it's a record. A record, a track record. This one teaches us track record. What is your track record? 
What is your track record? If archives are open right now, what would be your track record? Oh, yeah. Because if you've not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you've, been, you've not been what, trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you, like this property is God's property. And then who can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with very much. So when the church becomes big, that's not when we look for a treasure. When the offerings are in the thousand, no, no, no. The treasure is found when we had nothing. Yeah. When we had nothing. When the church is big, that's not when I look for elders. Me, I'll do what Jesus did, but I won't tell you some of it because there's no need. Now, I'm looking for elders, and now I found elders. Because when the church is big, everybody likes to associate with what is big and popular. So you to learn from Jesus. It is not when you prosper, then you begin to make new friends, then you push down your old friends. You'll be surrounded by unfaithful people. Yeah. It is when you are nothing, when you are nothing. Those friends are the real friends. They are the real friends. When there's no need for them to hang around, they are the real friends. Church, this morning, what am I saying? All I'm saying is that there is a reality. Amen. Because we are to live life. And I call this the state of reality. And as we can see, Jesus taught on certain what? Realities. That things come with a price. There are things that in order to have, it must cost you something. Amen. Amen. The hot water must be turned on, please. It's on, okay. It must cost you something. It also come for you. T- it also made us understood how the world is shrewd. Amen. And how faithfulness matters. And also how you will know people by their fruit, attitude, character towards the thing or you. You understand? Some people, you understand, not not how they carry themselves, but what actually they are. Not what they say, but what actually they've been doing and they do, they are. Please, you understand. So let's pay attention to this. And if we should walk in this, most of the problems will be solved. What do you want to do? Where do you want to get? It says sit down and calculate the cost. Tell yourself, from now on, every Sunday, every Sunday, from 10 to 1 o'clock, I'm not available. It's for God and for his church and my church, devotional light. It's that simple, the cost. And I can't come. Say, calculate the cost. He also said what? Settle matters. Make peace quickly with your adversary. Don't let things escalate. It is easier to say, I'm sorry. Oh, I was wrong. Please, let's you forget. It's easier that way. Very easy. And believe me, as we do this, things will fall into place. I don't know what you have. Your room, your house, it's not a small thing. Be thankful. I've seen people who are 60 years 
and they are fighting for a box room in this country, citizens of this country. So be happy. Enjoy it. Make it to your, your best. And God will give you more. Amen. Church, you've heard the word of God. I just want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray regarding this word of God. Begin to pray regarding this word of God that you have heard. Ask God to help you. All the things that you have heard and you've been prompted. Ask God to help you, to help you, to help you regarding it. To help you regarding it. Maka shake it to our. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.